Suck my dick! you guys the do-rag story no doesn't sound familiar based off that description <laughs> okay so <laughs> i don't know why i was thinking about this but just bear with me um when i was in the ninth grade i tried to have get waves somebody, somebody told me that my hair texture was um suitable for waves so i used to uh um get the um what's the black uh, sporting waves I, used, I, used, I bought sporting waves Put it in my hair when I had hair. Mm-hmm. Used to walk around with a wave cap one, and I looked ridiculous. And it just looked like I had a bunch of Vaseline in my hair. I never got waves. <laughs> and I used to walk around with either a wave cap or, or, or a do rag with the tail out. And I did this for like, I don't know, like four Longer weeks. Than you <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, you know what? I think that person lied to me. So I stopped doing it. And I only brought that up to say that, um, I'm glad that I grew up when people really didn't have picture cell phones because there's no evidence of that <laughs> anywhere. Like, like I only Somebody had that got in my you memory. in the background, right? <laughs> it's somewhere we gonna find it. I mean, uh, like, I'm trying to think of what phone was even out there. Probably like a razor, and so those cameras wasn't like really crispy. So even if they got a picture of me, like, I don't think it's anywhere. But if if somebody out there has that picture, I would love to see it. But I was I don't know what made me think about that. But I was just thinking like I really try to get waves and that really was I think I was listening to a podcast and they was talking about how um their hair texture just never took to the wave grease and mine neither. So what podcast you be listening to, Chad? Right. <laughs> you know it was funny I think this is a sports podcast. They were just mm, talking what? about um how uh they didn't have to be smart because there's an athlete and, and they got women that way and then Later on in life, they had to actually go uh, go back and get their masters so they can uh, maintain their attractiveness. I was just saying, I don't know. Anyways, waves. Okay. Never had waves. Probably why I started going bald earlier too, because that wave grease was toxic. Yikes. (laughs) But anyways, uh, this is uh, put it on record. The uh, DJ podcast about DJing, hosted by three DJs. Um, I am DJ Byrne, and I have my co-host here. Finally. Don't fret. Don't fret is in the building. Mauricio. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, uh, this is episode 11. We took a week off last week because niggas be busy. That's hell. So, um, you know, life. Sh- I was also thinking about this before you got on the pod. This has nothing to do with DJing, but how do you guys like, um, maybe I'm just bad at managing my time and I also live way the fuck out of the city, but on the weekends, I don't be feeling like doing nothing. But I also feel mm-hmm. like if I don't make an effort to actually see my friends in real life and, and not on social media, that I feel like I might be neglecting them. But I also think that my friends know that um, I don't have to see you in person to consider you a friend and um, maintain that relationship. So how do you guys, um, do you guys make time for your friends? Um, do, you, do, you, do you intentionally carve out time or is it just, I see you when I see you? It's definitely intentional, um, but I definitely leaned heavy into COVID and winter over the past few months. So I haven't seen them like in a long time. Um, they're actually getting pedicures this Saturday, a little girl's time. I might have to pull up on y'all because baby, I need to do something <laughs> about these feet. Okay. Uh, yeah, ready. 
mine's intentional too. I'm I'm just busy and I'm thankful that my friends recognize that I'm busy. So no one makes me feel guilty or anything like that. Um, I don't get to go out and just kick it anymore. Like if I go out, it's because I have a goal in mind or I can't think of the word that I'm trying to use, but I I have something to do. It's not just because I want to go out and get drinks with somebody. So when I do have time, I definitely try to see those that I can, but I also am very much into my peace and my rest. So if I make it there, I make it there. And if I don't, I don't. Amen. On that note of uh, not being able to go out and actually enjoy yourself, (laughs) every time I go somewhere, uh, where was he? Oh, so me and Bree on Friday went to, um, it was a women's, OSU women's business organization gala, something on Friday. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But before we pulled up, so backstory, she was invited by somebody that she works with. Um, she's at the same company with, but they work in Cleveland and they gave her, t- gave us tickets to it. And so we were invited now, not knowing anything about anything. I was like over under five people. I know at this event, watch. And so I walk in. Boom. It's literally like 10 people under that I knew. And so I, I, I tell Brie, like, sometimes I just want to go out and not have the fake. This is going to sound terrible, but not have the fake DJ burn conversation with people like, oh, what's up? People I only know from DJing. Like, we're not really mm-hmm. friends. Um, not that I don't mind saying what's up to people, but it's just that awkward trying to feel conversation with somebody that you really don't have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that. Going out as a DJ uh, to politic is very important because um, I don't I don't know why this works, but if you go, it's like clockwork. If you go to other events and show your face at other events, people will come to your events. And so it's something that has to be done, something I haven't done in a while, but I have to start um, doing that again. But yeah, so like every time I go out, excuse me, it seems like a chore or a job. On top of, you know, having a DJ on the weekends. Um, but I don't know if I would like, because the, the other thing I struggle with is uh, on a Friday night, I could either go out and DJ and make money or I can go out and not DJ and spend money. Um, <laughs> like when we, uh, uh, don't forget, when we went to BBR, yeah, BBR for the uh, for, for the college playoff game, I spent like $120 there and I was thinking like, dang, I could have just DJ tonight. And not only not spent that money, but actually saved it. So that's definitely a struggle. Um, and just, you know, like DJing, um, it takes a toll on your social meter. Would you guys agree mm-hmm. on that? Definitely agree. Uh, I feel like we had that conversation a couple episodes ago of like, well, I just mentioned it. Like you can have any type of day and still have to like go out. But also, like, it's taking time that you could go out with friends to make money and do a, another job. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't really, I keep kind of keep to myself anyway. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like, at the people that I talk to, I talk to and is if there's people that that's not our relationship like it's okay if I don't see him or I don't chop it with him when I'm not DJing I don't know yeah um has anybody for the both of you I've been DJing a little bit longer so it's like different for me 
How often are you approached out in your everyday lives and somebody approach you about, and you know, saying hi to you as a DJ instead of just a person in the world? Oh, that happens a lot. Like, it, there are people that <laughs> I don't even interact with at the parties because I'm working. Like, you know, I don't, so I don't get to chop it with them, but I see them because they frequent certain events. And then I don't know, I'll be at the store and run into somebody and they like coming up to me, get, trying to give me a hug. And I'm just like, this is awkward. Like, <laughs> cause I don't know your name. You're not even pronouncing my DJ name correctly. So, you know, it, it, that's an awkward engagement for me, but yeah, a lot of people come up to me too. I don't know if it's, we don't have DJ talk, but it's kind of like, and I don't want, I'm not, trying to toot my own horn but it's kind of like I know the DJ like that's what it is and I'm just like mm. you I promise you don't have to speak to me like <laughs> or we don't have to have like awkward interactions um you could just say like what's up hey how you doing but it's the weird like trying to hug me I remember I did a party one time and this girl she ran up to me like hey um she was calling me DJ don't front and telling her friend like that I was her favorite DJ and that I'm really, really good. And I'm just like, well, it would help if you said my name correctly. Um, it's Fret, <laughs> not Front. It's Fret. And hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh it's that God. type of shit that I'd be like, yes, I'm keeping my mask on in public. Nobody needs to know who I am. <laughs> I, I would say, unfortunately for me, I kind of stick out. Like, I don't know if I blend in with the regular Kroger uh, attendees. So it's like people see me like, what's up, Burn? And I, so I, I know I've said this on this podcast and I'm going to say it again. I am terrible with recognizing people that I haven't had a, a conversation with like in, in my personal life. I don't know anybody's name. I don't know where I know you from. There are people that have booked me for gigs um, in the past that say, come and say what's up to me uh, at a future uh, at another gig. And I had to ask when he, uh, somebody I'm with, like, hey, who was that? And they'd be like, oh, you remember you you did his song? So I'm like, oh, I did. Okay. Because I, I don't know. I don't know if I got a lot on my mind or if I'm just too wound up. But I have a hard time remembering putting names with faces, especially, <laughs> I hate to say this, especially white people. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where I know you from. And I don't want to be rude. This is also why I like to keep my head down when I go out and I'm not working. And when I'm DJing, because it's like, I don't want to look at somebody and not acknowledge them if I should know them from somewhere else. But I really don't be knowing people. And it's happened all throughout the weekend on Saturday. And it's like, where I know you from? I, I just, I, I don't know if that, I hope, I hope that doesn't come off as arrogant. It's just that I meet a lot of people and a, a lot of the, um, a lot of the conversations don't last because they're quick in the moment. So. I don't know. It's a problem. Anyways, <laughs> so let's talk about Saturday. I couldn't wait to tell you guys about Saturday. <laughs> so, you know, um, rewind a little bit. Um, earlier in the week, I was talking to uh, Marlon, um, our our favorite event planner. I was like, hey, it's about to be 70 on Saturday. Because for some reason, people don't check the weather. So I knew it was going to be 70 on Saturday. I'm like, well, you know, uh, it's 70 on Saturday. What Callahan's talking about, because, you know, it's I know people are thirsty for a day party. And so uh, Marlon was like, you know, after 
um, talking to a couple of people. We were supposed to have an event at Julep. And it was the weekend of the Arnold. I didn't know that, but I didn't know the weather was going to be good. So he put up the uh, the Eventbrite, and I think there was like 300 in 24 hours, 300 uh, yeah. registrations. That's so I, so people was thirsty. So if you've ever been to Julep, you know that it probably only holds like 100 people on a good day. Um, and they have a patio, but with that number, we probably would have been spilling down the street. So he was like, at the last minute, trying to scramble whether it was going to be, you know, Bernard's or not really Dahlia because they're not really set up for the outdoors yet. They're still in winter mode. Um, we ended up at good old Callahan's. Now, um, a conversation we had when Marlon was on the podcast previously and um, a problem we know about Callahan's is that their sound system on the patio stinks. Mm-hmm. Um, the speakers um, that are in the ceiling don't point towards the the, the DJ booth, but that's not really the, the problem. The problem is the subs that are out there, and there's two of them. Neither one of them work, and they haven't worked for a while. And so I was like, uh, and I think Marlon addressed that on, on, on this podcast, too. He was like, uh, they got to get that fixed, them specifically. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, I was like, did they get the subs fixed? And Marlon was like, nah, um, do I need to rent one? I was like, you ain't got to rent one. I got one. Um, and I don't mind bringing it, but under no circumstances am I carrying that up the stairs or down the stairs. And so Marlon was like, shit, I'll do it. I was like, or, or we can get somebody to do it. I was like, all right, this is a thousand dollar subwoofer. So under no circumstances can anybody drop this. Like, this you, you hit the ground. Like, <laughs> like this needs to be handled like, like a newborn. Right. So I told Marlon, like, skip the squats the, uh, Saturday morning. Cause you have to carry this up the stairs. So also, um, I think I told y'all guys, uh, I, I bought a little 8-inch uh, EV uh, speaker to use as a monitor because, once again, in Callahan's, the speakers don't face mm. the DJ, so it's hard to hear. Um, so Saturday comes, pack all that up, put it all in the car. Marlon comes down. Y'all know Callahan's like, got the little side stairs, right? He comes yeah. down the side stairs, grabs us up. He's carrying it with one arm up the stairs. Uh-huh. I, don't know, I don't know who he's trying oh, to impress. <laughs> um, so we put it... Um, Behind the DJ booth, and well, a lot of problems solved, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, that was the whole thing about the sub. It actually worked out. Uh, the sub did not get damaged. Um, the event started though, and I know y- y- y'all know how these crowds go when it comes to an event at Callahan's. They just was not trying to dance or trying to party. I hate that about Callahan's. Maybe it's because it's like light out. And so they don't they ain't trying to be seen, but I think it's a day party have fun. I think that's what it is. So what I will say, um, because it was it ended up being like four hundred or something um uh eventbrite registration. So I got there at three at like maybe four, there was like maybe like fifty, seventy people there, which usually don't be nobody there. And by mm-hmm. five it was like almost packed. Yeah. So they was in there early. So I'm going in every different direction. I'm playing new songs. Um, Nobody's fucking with that Nicki Minaj song. It might not be the right crowd for it, but I was uh, bussing. I had no problem trying it, Mm. but it didn't work. Um, For the record, I like, I I replayed them a couple times and I know y'all gonna give me shit because I'm an extra. You're a stan. I'm an excommunicated Barb, okay? Um, but I don't have an issue with do we have a problem or busting. So I just had to put that on record. They're not bad records. Continue, Vern. I am. Um, 
I like Bussin. Uh, when I, I think I heard it on XM Radio or something, but I like Bussin. Uh, but it didn't work. Um, what other new songs are out? Uh, I'm trying to think. I just kept How'd playing. How'd pop music go? Oh, yes. nothing. Like nothing. Really? There are was you like so. Um, That's the Two Chains record. Yeah. And I had my GoPro set up, and you know, so I actually watched all four hours of it. And some people was like, you could tell some people came to party, and some just came to stand around. Um, but busting didn't work. Um, gray area worked a little bit, which is kind of funny. Um, what about Gremlin? I don't fuck with call that black. So. Oh okay. He he yeah he, he's on that list too. He is um, a trash individual for sure. But so oh and I I, I think I. Let off the clip a little too early too with uh, no hands because it w- it really wasn't like there weren't enough people in there for no hands to go down. So mm-hmm. at a certain point though, um, it started going. And I, I'm pretty sure it's it's uh if you look at my Instagram, it's when I played that SZA, um, because I'm like I'm gonna get y'all singing uh, or sing along or something. So I played SZA and I uh, I mixed that with the uh, Beyonce party, and then um. I think I played. Uh, they went up for Knife Talk. And then uh, if you know anything about Marlon and Leon, they love Project Pat. So I went to. I did uh, not know that. Yeah, Marlon loves Project Pat. So then I went to Project Pat, Cheese and Dope. And I played Chicken Head. Then I played uh, International Players Anthem. Um, but it's now, he other- is a dancing fool, so I can see him acting up the Chicken Head because he just be doing too much. Nah, nah, that's a fact. Um, Who was on the mic? He was only and only him too. Oh, that, that's another thing. I was like, I got the wireless mics out today. He's like, Yeah. I was like, I got two of them. He was like, Yeah, we don't need two. I don't want nobody else talking with me. I was like, Period. Cool. So, oh, and um, the sound was still kind of low for for um what was in there. So I had to uh, use the monitor as another speaker. So it was behind me and it was loud. So every time I wanted to talk on the mic, I had to turn it down. And and at some point, it was um, some feedback. But I'm gonna figure that out. Um, played. Oh that? no! Continue. I'm sorry. Oh, um, played Tim's. Uh, with his kid. Um, I'm trying to think of what. Oh, I play a lot of Babyface Ray, cause I think people just like that. I don't know. Um, yeah. So just, I mean, it was just regular stuff, and of course, it didn't end at seven. It ended at like seven thirty, seven forty. So, um, as I'm leaving out. Uh, I'm like, all right, so who's going to responsibly carry this sub downstairs? <laughs> and so uh, it was either Marlon or, uh, yeah, but, oh, shout out to Marlon and Chase. And there was somebody else there uh, that helped me carry all my stuff to the car because they didn't have to do that. They was ready to go to, go, to, go to Bernard's. I mean, Marlon did, but Chase and the other person didn't have to, um, but they was definitely there to assist. And I definitely appreciate that. Um, but everything got put together safely. Um, the next DJ... Uh, came in there, and he had like the little small, small joint controller. And so I asked him, like, how you plug up that RCA controller to this XLR? And and then we had a conversation about cables, which um, big DJ nerd talk. Uh, RCA cables don't put out the same signal as XLR. So if you just use like a RCA to XLR cord, it'll be the volume be lower than it should be. So you got to get an adapter. But so I, we had the whole conversation, and then. I went outside, put the stuff in the car, and that was it. So um, hopefully 
Callahan's get their subs fixed, uh, so I got to keep bringing in mine. And I think we're going to uh, start doing that every Saturday or Sunday coming up soon. So, um, and uh, when I say we, it's, it's supposed to be one or two or three of us, but I'll tell you more about that later. I have a question. Is it time for us to stop gauging um, a successful party based on people dancing? Like, are mm. we are we past that? Because it just doesn't seem to be. I don't know if that's indicative of the DJ or just like the demographic or just what people are on. Like, I can't if I have a fire set and I see people singing along, but people aren't dancing. Does that mean I had a bad gig to someone that's observing? Right. Or did they come and, you know, people haven't seen people in a while. We've been locked in because of the weather and because of COVID. I, I didn't really come to dance. I want to see the, you know, 15 people I partied with two and a half years ago and catch up with them and see how they doing. So I don't really know if I'm gauging if I have a fire set or not based on if people are dancing anymore. Dang. That's a good question. So I think there's two ways to look at it. Um, you look at it from a DJ perspective or for from a um, a um, party goer's perspective. And let me, let me rewind. Um, so at maybe, f- okay, the party started at three, maybe at four, be ready and his wife came in there and, you know, said what's up to him, blah, blah, blah. So he's sitting in the back. So I do this from time to time, especially when there's other DJs in the building. I definitely played the Montel Jordan as a Drake. Cause I know he's never heard me play that before. Uh-huh. And so I did Montel Jordan into Drake into Isaiah Rashad. And he was in the chair, like, and he gave me the thumbs up and I was like, yep, I'm glad you liked it. Cause I did that. Uh, especially for, for him. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I know he likes samples. And so, and it was early enough. I feel like I can get that off, but back to your question. Um, uh, from a DJ perspective, and if you look, if you look at the video on my Instagram, um, there's clearly people singing, clearly people standing in front of me, you know, vibing or whatever. And it's people, st- there was this one girl standing right in front of me that was just standing there the whole time, not looking at me, but just standing there very uninterested. And so I was trying not to let that one person ruin what the whole room was doing, because obviously you can tell everybody was singing. Mm-hmm. So that's the DJ perspective. But unfortunately for DJs, if there were several people there or a group of people there that didn't have a good time and that was mm-hmm. their perspective of it, their perspective of it. Um, it, it really just depends on how loud they are with their opinion on it. So they could say, yeah. um, oh yeah, the DJ was whack because he didn't play this or look around everybody and dancing and not knowing that there's no way to get everybody to dance in the in the um environment like this. So that's the struggle between, you know, playing for yourself and playing good sex technically and playing for the crowd and playing what they want to hear because at the end of the day, you know, when you go to a uh, an event or a venue and somebody asks, like, well, how's the DJ going to be? Whether their um, opinion on you is fact or not, they're going to give it, and then that's going to gauge whether you're going to go there or not. So, I don't know. It, it, it's really a, um, it's an uphill battle trying to appease the crowd who only want to hear what they want to hear and when they want to hear it and, you know, play for the people that really came to party. Um, that's really a daily struggle, if I'm being honest. I just don't know if partying looks the same that it used to, or or maybe the because of we're 
growing with age and so are the party goers like maybe people just are coming out to hear good music and have a good time maybe people in our age group aren't coming out to twerk or to dance throw their hands in the air and wave them like they just don't care like I just I don't know yeah I do think um yeah it's just people over a certain age I I don't know like or it might be a regional thing or something about people just being too cool to have fun and that, that and that's that's why having a good host is important because they'll get on the mic and be like you know this is the too cool party we came to dance get loose you know but you know without somebody saying that people would just stand around and be like yeah and then rap mm-hmm. some of their fit I, yeah, like even earlier, I seen some dudes rapping some like some of their favorite rap lyrics, uh, but like wasn't really into it. I'm like, man, is 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 this your song or not? Or maybe you're just not drunk enough. And that could also <laughs> be it too. You know, once you get the liquor, they start they start turning up. I don't know, but I definitely I'm not gonna say I don't care if if people weren't dancing because. I do like absolutely 100 percent. right I do but for the record I do too I've just that's been a question of mine not just from not even specific to parties that you or I have done I I've just seen people posting footage from different events um local and nationwide and it just looks like people are kind of on something different these days like a partying looks a little different if you're not in that like 18 to 26 year old age range so i am just curious i definitely agree like i like i was telling people i'm going to the baby king concert on friday and like what i'm like i'm never not gonna go to a concert and turn up and jump around and have fun like i I don't feel like i'm like i gotta physically not be able to do it to not go um and i just feel like Another, this might be a separate conversation, but I also feel like a lot of people our age, like once you start saying that, like that new music ain't for me or that shit is whack, (laughs) then you start cutting off and start, you know, showing your age. And it's like, now you put yourself in a different category. I don't ever want to be, and probably because we DJs, we don't have that opinion or because one of us is just young. No, but, um, uh, like you, you, just to say that like um a certain genre of music is not for me or or, like it's too loud it's too busy or i'm only listening to old music that came out because the the, the new music not for me i feel that that kind of puts you in the box as well and i i do feel like there are some people that listen to rap hip-hop and r&b and won't even give new music a chance because they're so Mm -hmm. stuck in the 90s or whatever Whereas, I mean, there's good R&B and rap still coming out. It's just that, I mean, there's also some bullshit, but, you, you, like, that's always been the case. Right. So, like, the, the, and that just comes with, like, learning new music as well. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what we would need to do to get people to, to party and dance. That, that's why I appreciate Orange Soda, because I, I, I know people come there to have a good time and not just to stand around and listen to 2000s music, because there's other parties for that, mm-hmm. respectfully. I'm just I'm trying to think like what I would be on if I could go out and just have like a good night and not like be working. Um, but I'm. Well, were you dancing at um the Dua concert? 
Yes. Okay. I was. Yeah, I was. Okay. That well, that's and that's what I was gonna say. Like I I'm dance fever though, so I don't know. I'm probably gonna be well into my 90s trying to cut a rug somehow. <laughs> so, but I mean, it just kind of looks different for everybody. Yeah. I don't know. I know girls that used to get down on the floor that ain't really with it. They just come in, go to the bar, have their conversations with their friends. It it seems like now more people just kind of want to sing along with songs. Like it's like one big ass karaoke now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a positive or a negative, but that's just the trend that I'm seeing. I mean, I guess like one way to gauge it, like if people keep coming out, like if, you know, the venue is stacked every weekend, you gotta be doing something right. Like people ain't just going to be coming for no reason, but I don't know. See the modest, the modest person in me is like, if people want to be outside, they're going to be outside. Cause I'm, I know that there are DJ trash DJs that throw parties and people go because they just want, they want to be outside. They want something to mm. do. So mm. yeah. <laughs> if folk want to, mm. you know, be outside <laughs> in 80 degree weather, they're going to be outside. I'm going to say that um, it is a detriment that people don't want to dance. They just want to sing along because you can't sing along to a song you don't know. Therefore, mm-hmm, people don't want to really hear music that they don't know. Um, when um, when Paul and them used to have the, the they used to have their house music parties at Brothers Drake, I used to go in there and people like these songs don't have no words to them. And people would just be like, eh, eh, you know, like, and I'm like. And I'm like, why can't this is why I mess with this music, or this is why I mess with like like EDM concerts because all they're waiting for is the bass drop so they can jump around and then wait uh, twenty and thirty seconds and then do it again, which I fuck mm-hmm. with, like you know. And so I don't know, it's just I don't know even what we can do about it. But you're definitely right; people do want to sing along, and I think that has to go back to that goes back to like um, music that, that people can relate to. And so they mm-hmm. sing it and, you know, they feel it. And um, that's probably, like, like I said, I don't know any way to turn it around. And, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> I made it through a whole party successfully without playing a Lion Dance song. And I, and I want to applaud myself for that. Cause, <laughs> you know, I think uh, Marlon even said jokingly to somebody, like, we don't get the line dances going in 10 minutes. In 10 minutes, we don't get them going. Because I guess, like, I, I kept playing hood shit, and, and they wanted to hear line dances, and Marlon was looking like, fuck out of here. Um, well, wanted, you know, people really wanted to hear line dances? Like, for real? But to me, In that Dre environment? If Dre was there, he would have been on your ass about playing to me, so. <laughs> I just, no. Just, no, no. Line dances have their place, and it's not and like. First of all, ain't enough room in there to do a line dance. Um, how did you feel? How did you feel being in there, packed out, uh, with no masks in sight? Or like, are we off COVID? Like, we just out here? Oh yeah, girl. The uh, mandate uh, got repealed today in Columbus. Well, I knew they were talking about lifting it, but like, how do are we just are we just outside now? Like, it is what it is. Um, from my personal perspective, and it has nothing to do with politics or vaccines or any of that. I got too much beard to be wearing that mask. It's really uncomfortable. And, um, you know, I'm like this close to sweating all the time. So the Mm -hmm. with the mask on, it's, it's a hard time. So I feel like I've done everything I can to keep myself protected. 
Um, and I might have a different perspective if I was in the crowd, but I'm, I'm like I'm elevated in a booth, and nobody like Brie wasn't even up there, so nobody was in the booth with me. So I feel like I'm all right. Um, and I'm I don't know if this is irresponsible, but I'm willing to take the risk knowing that I've done done the precautions that I need to right. do as far as getting the vaccine. I mean, but how did you? Were there any? Was there anyone in there with a mask on on Saturday? Absolutely not. <laughs> it was your face for me. <laughs> like mask you know, like, what? <laughs> when I when I DJ, depending on how the setup is, I'll take my mask off. But like at Orange Soda, I'll be right there on, on the stage next to the booth with a mask on. Like I ain't with it, and I'm probably gonna be that way on Friday too because. I'll be the one person in the room trying to like not get COVID again. And then get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully not, child. But how do you feel about either. this subject, Recio? I'll still be wearing my mask. Um, and it's funny when I catch myself in moments where I'm not wearing it. Like, for example, I went to an OSU game this week and like, I was eating popcorn, so I wasn't wearing it. And then, like, I forgot that I had stopped eating, so I wasn't wearing it. And then I, like, grabbed it. And then the person I was with was like, why are you putting it on now? And I'm like, well, because I'm not eating. And and it's so silly because it's so, like, arbitrary. Like, honestly, either you need to go all the way or not at all. So I catch myself, like, trying to make up for, like, missteps like that. But I still be wearing my mask to the stores and stuff. So I'm going to keep it on. I mean, I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, I'll be with Bree, and we walk up to a store, and I'm like, I don't see a sign. I am taking it off. Like, especially <laughs> especially if I see them people in crackers. If I see them people in there without a mask oh. on, I'm not wearing a mask, and I wish somebody would say something to me. Like, I, I'm vaccinated. They probably not, but I am. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just, like I said, it, it's uncomfortable. Um, and... Uh, that's another thing. Like these festivals are rolling out, so yeah. I feel like everybody. everybody now, if I was like, going to a festival, there's absolutely no way I'm wearing a mask. There, there's impossible. Oh, you, you said you would not. I would not wear okay, a mask. Yeah, because it's like, bro, it's hot. People like, I just gotta do it. Um, I do want to. Um, have you seen a lot of these festival lineups? No, I haven't. I've been like super out of the loop. All right, so I want to go over a couple of them because I, I want your opinion on the people performing. Uh, let's start with Rolling Loud because that's probably the biggest lineup announcement, and we'll go over why. Okay. Rolling Loud is in Miami, July 22nd to 21st, and this lineup is, you know, you got your regular people, Uzi, Gunna, the Baby, Gucci Man, Playboy Cardi, Dirk, Don Tolliver, 2 Chains, Lil Yachty, 36 Mafia, Moneybag, Yo, Trippy Red, Baby Keen, Kodak Black, um, City Girls, Kevin Gates. But the three headliners are as follows. Uh, Friday is Yay. Mm-hmm. Saturday is Future. Mm-hmm. And Sunday is Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's interesting. I don't know if Kanye West is a Rolling Loud. So I was just about to say that, I, and maybe it's because I'm not familiar with Rolling Loud, but none of them feel like festival headliners. 
Right. So I'm confusion. I would uh, agree. I don't know. I don't know about future. I don't know. When I think of future, I just think of like a hood bar. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think about Newport. I had a great time when he came to Newport. Um, but I I feel like Yay uh could go anywhere. Like he he can do any stage. I don't think there's any limit to Kanye as far as what type of stage he's on. Um and I I feel like I feel the same for Kendrick actually. Just based on uh, what I saw in Vegas, I, pe- I feel like the young kids ain't going to appreciate Kendrick. But by this time, he's going to have a new album out. So, Have you seen him live? Yeah, I saw him in Vegas. Um, okay, have you seen him on one of his tours? I'm sorry. Um, no, uh, I had tickets to the one where he came to the shot and it was uh, YG, and I sold him. Yeah, that was a really good con. He's like a performance artist. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not a regular rap concert by any means. Oh no, his his, his set in Vegas was fire. He had like dancers oh, okay. out there. Um, he had like a little young girl out there crumping, and then had somebody out there. To, like like you can tell he's like tapped in with the youth and giving them opportunity. Um, and he and he was doing Section Eighty to damn. So he did stuff like Money Trees. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And he brought Baby came out, and they did the last two songs. So it it was good. It's just that. I think that crowd wasn't fucking out. I was fucking with you know me and B. I was going crazy, uh-huh. but the young kids was like, "Who is it? Where is Doja Cat? Who is this?" So, <laughs> um, <that> for them. <laughs> so Broccoli City Festival, which is May seventh to eighth, um, Twenty One Savage, Ari Lennox, Lil Durk, Wale, Rico Nasty, Jeezy, Larry June, Summer Walker, Gunna, Don Tolliver, Tim's, Masego, Babyface, Ray, and some oh Money Long. Wizkid. That sounds like my type of festival. Yeah, that's definitely more my speed there. Um, there's one more. I can't. Oh, I know. I know what it was. I know what it was. I know what it was. Uh, Dreamville. Yes, because when I saw DJ Drama Gangsta Grills with Lil Wayne, Jeezy, and Ti, I'm like, that's gonna be nuts. That's gonna be crazy. On top of the whole Dreamville being there, obviously, but that. Lil Baby, Larry June, Money Bag, Yo, T Pain. What's the date on that one? Dreamville is April second and third. Damn, mm-hmm. around oh, the so corner. Next week, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, won't be there this year, child. Yeah. Oh, also, um, remind me. Very, very important mm-hmm. to tell you about May seventh uh, when we get done. Yep. Um, and there was one more festival. Uh, oh, Roots Picnic. Roots Picnic. Um, I only, I only feel like this is cool because it's Mary J. Blige and the Roots, Summer Walker, Jasmine Sullivan, and uh, they have a podcast stage. I'm gonna um, you and then Chief Keith, Kirk Franklin, Where's Kirk Franklin on the side with the Mary J. Blige. He's in. Oh yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm oh, I would love to see Alex Isley, Ty Tribbett. What? Is, what is this festival? The Roots. You know, we need a little Jesus, so I'm Ooh. not mad at it. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, S&B, are you with me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, we were just talking about festivals and COVID and how everybody back outside. I, I I was thinking about going to Life is Beautiful, which they haven't announced a lineup yet, but that's in September in Vegas, but I'm waiting on to they bring Day in Vegas back, and that's usually in November. Um, I'm trying to go to one of those or go to Vegas on my birthday. 
And I'm also, you know, trying to work on a gig out there. So we'll see what happens. Um, but put you on. Um, let's do the put you on segment real quick. Okay, okay. Um, what do I usually say? Oh, put you on. You know, it's a segment. You know, where we put you on to some new music. I was, I'm sorry, some music that you're probably not familiar with that may or may not be new. And I actually have a song. Uh oh, not you prepared, Joe. Look at me, ready to go. Uh, shout out to Kent. <laughs> Kent sent me this song. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm this, interested to hear. Uh, it's called Call My Phone. Um, he sent it to me uh, early, and then now it's on streaming. It's not on Tidal for some reason, but it's definitely on uh, Apple Music. If you, if, uh, like, I don't mean this as a slight, but certain artists um, from Columbus you could like if you close your eyes, if you didn't know them, you wouldn't know that they was Columbus artists. You, like you would think, like it sounds very professional. It sounds mm-hmm. it's mixed well. It's a good production. Um, it's good melodies. Um, it's written well. And I can't say that about everybody. Like even some stuff I made, it sounds like uh it sounds like a, somebody that don't know what they do and made that. But like certain stuff that has been coming out lately, especially from Trek, um, sounds very professional. And this is another song, so. I can't call my phone. Check that out. Apple Music. Okay. So I went to Backwards after the Dua Lipa concert because I thought I knew a lot of Dua Lipa songs, but I did not. And don't. Um, (laughs) But one of the songs that stuck out to me was Electricity by her silk city diplo and mark ronson and i loved it it's a I nice little bop i think i heard that recently um you know uh brie be listening to those teenage bops in the car when she drive i think i heard that and i was like oh this is fire and that's all it was i was like makes sense yeah. you know she got a song coming out with meg uh, i was about to say that like, I'm, I, is I that what's coming out this week yep yeah the 11th oh, I don't want to get my hopes Which up and it be whack. She's on. I don't think it will be. Hopefully, it's not stolen. Colonizers yeah. um, <laughs> stealing uh, from colonizers. And that's their business, child. I'm going to just sit back <laughs> and sip my tea, okay? Let me not say whack. Uh, I guess what I meant was like, I, I hope it lives up to expectations because when you see something like that, it's like, oh, I expect it to be something. And I hope yeah. I'm not let down, basically. Like, hopefully, it's not like that Shinsia song. That oh god. So far, I, so far, I don't love Meg on pop songs, but oh no, uh butter is fire. I was <laughs> I just about to say I butter don't know if I'm is biased, great. but wait, whose song is that? I don't know that one. Fly me uh, out. BTS. I don't like her on I like the song is okay, but I don't like her on that record. Um, but my my song is, and I hope no one said this previously. And if they did, I don't care. Nope. But uh, I like "Scared Money" by YG Cole and Moneybag Yo. I and I feel too. bad for Moneybag Yo because I like his verse on that record, but he's the last one, um, and so he's not gonna get played in the club. <laughs> so let me say that I watched the video when I was when I, when I first heard the song, and I was like, this video is terrible. So, oh, like, I, so I didn't go back to it, but the song, but I do remember the song being fire. I just think the visual was fucking me up, and so I need to go back and listen to this. J Cole is just in a different bag on that record. I like when he's mm-hmm. talking shit, um, 
and not trying to save the world. You know, he get ratchet for a second. I really enjoy that. And he ratchet J. Cole. He's, he's giving all of that on this record. So I really enjoy that. Yeah, so um yeah, add those to all your playlists. You know, I said this previously and maybe I'll actually do it now, but I'm trying to get all of our recommendations on one playlist so people mm-hmm. can like reference them over time and we can just there add to them every week. Yeah. Um, but it just requires me to go through and listen to every episode. So Okay. Well go uh, starting today I could do that. I don't know about <laughs> Right. <laughs> um so how was the concert? Amazing. No, the concert was good. Um, my cousin definitely had me in the parking lot uh, with the seats. Um, <laughs> remember I told y'all that a while ago? Like, I could tell by the yeah. price point. When she told me what to send her on Cash App, I'm like, hold up. So what like, was funny is that I wasn't sure that it was going to be a sold-out show because, like, when I had got to campus and even when I was, like, walking over because we went to a bar before, like, it was, like, empty out. And so I was like, dang, maybe... Do it ain't selling, but then as soon as we got in there, it was that. No, nah, it was packed. Like, and it, there were, I saw a lot of parents with like their younger daughters in there. Um, I I saw a, a lot of guys in there. Oh my um, gosh, the pit was full. The pit looked nuts. Um, I wouldn't have wanted. I'm not a pit person. Um, I probably would only pit for like Beyonce. Yes. Um. I would for Miguel, but he likes to land on people's heads. So there's that. <laughs> you guys have insurance, baby. <laughs> but um, nah, she had it. She had it packed out. I will say um, my first thought following the concert was Beyonce is the greatest entertainer alive. Like, I'm okay, so- I, can we have this discussion? Okay. Because I had the same thought and I was like, that was a great show, but it wasn't Beyonce. Well, this is what it was. So how do I say this and not sound off-putting to our Caucasian listeners? Um, she would do like these really like basic things, like just like she would turn around and like the crowd would erupt. Yes. And I'm standing there with my, literally with my hands in my pockets. Like, I know you're <laughs> fucking lying. Like, I know y'all not going up for this and it wasn't that it was bad it's just the bar is high baby like Mm -hmm. and so yeah I I don't want to shit on her because she did amazing and as far as I know she sang live and she sounds amazing live Mm -hmm. um but it just it wasn't to that performing arts school she's not it wasn't it was, you know what I felt like the whole time I was there? I felt like I was at a club. Like it was just a nonstop party and that was fine. Mm. I, I didn't mind that. But Beyonce got me ready to like sit down and like, don't talk to me. Don't move. Like, all, like I'm ready to like really focus on what she's doing. Cause I know she's about to put on a show. Whereas right. Dua, I could have been at the bar and been doing the same little one, two step that I was doing. And it wouldn't have been like a big difference. Mm-hmm. But she's baby got the hits though. And the crowd did not go up for levitating like I wanted them to. I did not realize. I did not realize. What's the song? Uh, uh don't don't start now. That song, the TikTok song. Don't start. Don't now. start now. Oh, That's yeah, the yeah, last yeah. yeah. That was the last song. And, and I when I tell you, like I thought the walls was gonna fold. Like I was like, uh-uh, because I ain't come here for I came here for one song <laughs> and one song only. Um, but nah, it was good and I, I, I enjoyed it. It's just Beyonce set the bar so high. I came home and watched Homecoming that same night. 
girl. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, I agree. One thing I will say though is that I think she understands like her audience. Like she knows what to give them. A lobster, like, girl. Bye. Well, not the lobster. <laughs> that the was questionable. Lobster, girl, that bye. was questionable. But the disco balls, the uh, skating, the balloons, the balloons, the yeah. um, the flag. She knew what she was doing with that. Nah, the set was dope. Uh, the stage was dope. The dancers were dope. It just wasn't Beyonce. And I didn't even go there thinking to compare her to Beyonce. It was when she was on the ground and she did this like little spin. She just rolled over and mm-hmm. everybody started losing their shit around me. And I'm like, now, now. <laughs> Now I know you lying. Like, what's happening here? What's really? Y- have y'all not seen Beyonce live? Like, what's happening here? What's Wait, going we can on? go watch her. We can put Homecoming up on the screen, girl, right now. <laughs> now, nah, but the concert was good. She's she's definitely that whole album is you press play and you don't skip anything. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy that about her. I work out to her album a lot. Future nostalgia that is. So was there a DJ there? there was i think that they just had an ox core which what's your thoughts Lucio? i think that's typically what they do the only concert i vividly like remember them having a dj was on the run to all the black concerts have DJs. dj Khaled. but all i think a lot concerts. of these shows like i went to an ariana grande show at the shot as well and Girl, like what i just wanted to go i went because normani opened i, I hope you didn't pay her. for the tickets i did not it was okay. a gift Anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, what I've noticed a lot is like they definitely have like a little playlist and they get to like a certain song and get the crowd hype and then they cut the lights. And so it's like a cue. So I don't think there's a DJ at all. I think they got like literally a list of songs and they hit play and then that's time. I just feel like a lot of uh, events um, outside of music concerts are incorporating more DJs. And so why wouldn't they have one more with the crowd? But that's all I was asking. Um, real quick, uh, and if you, if you don't want to say it on the podcast, just tell me no. But uh, how much were the tickets? Okay, oh, that was expensive. Mine was not, okay. I've spent more on groceries like <laughs> before the pandemic, okay? I think we paid like $65. So I was watching it basically on my phone in the parking lot in the studio well, actually now that i think about it mine weren't as expensive they wasn't no beyonce tickets but they were a little they were like i think i paid like 130 all right reason why i asked because uh brie sent me this um tour schedule which she never does because she'll never really like doing stuff and it's the weekend and doja cat and she loves doja cat and so i'm like i don't you know i fuck with the weekend and I like Doja Cat from Vegas. I was like, cool, like, you know, this will be a good chance for us to go somewhere, too. And we ain't got to go to Detroit or Chicago where we can go somewhere. So I was looking in D.C. It was like 110 for the upper, upper. Now, this ain't club, you know, concert venue. These are stadiums. So it's like up, upper, upper bowl to where if you step backwards, you're going to fall out the stadium. <laughs> 130. And I was like, are you shitting me? And so I was looking because remember we went to uh, On the Run and the floor tickets was the same price as the, uh, the non-floor tickets. So I was like, mm-hmm. maybe that's the same situation. The floor tickets was like three something a piece. I'm like, mm-hmm. I-, I told her, I was like, we can go. Let's just wait till it get closer to the event. Maybe they'll be cheaper or maybe they'll find somebody trying to get theirs off. But I'm not paying, like, I'm not sitting like 
like you said, like I'm not gonna be in the parking lot, like or watching yeah. them on a monitor because I can't see the stage. Like, you see the the person that I went with, like she is very much just she's happy to be in the building. Like she doesn't need to be close. And we had like where we were, our position, our seats were right dead center. We were just super high up in the stands, and I'm like like the the balloons and stuff that she had set up they were actually where we were sitting you know she had the big screen behind her and then the monitors on the left and the right to show her what she was doing mm-hmm. I couldn't even see what she was I couldn't see her face or anything she was doing because they had uh, where they had the disco balls and everything sitting before oh, they dropped no, they yeah. were blocking the the screens and and my cousin was in there losing her mind she had such a good time and I did too but that's just not that ain't that's not acceptable for me. Like I, I need something a little closer than that. Yeah. And that's um, like, as a DJ, like, you know, I feel I like, I, 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 I feed off the crowd. Yeah. So it's not that like being in the building is one thing. Cause I'm sure it's like a sporting event. Like it's better being amongst people or being at a bar watching an event as opposed to being at home by yourself. So just being in the building, I'm sure was energetic, but being in a crowd, like where it's like more crowded, I'm sure it's like a better experience. Like the, the my, my probably favorite concert experience. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but uh, was Pablo just because being in the pit among other people, like al- almost low key getting trampled, and like but was that jumping- the floating stage one? Yeah, yeah. I was about to okay. say that's that one. Child, that show threw me for a loop. Why? Because I I had seen I had went to the Yeezus tour and I loved it. I was in awe. And then I went to Pablo and I was like, this is not that for me. It wasn't. And that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like everybody that didn't like the show wasn't in the pit. The people that were in the pit was like, oh, it was fucking amazing. But I, I think it was built for like, if you're sitting up top for you to observe what's going on in the pit. And if you're in the pit, you're, you're like part of the show because you're, yeah, it's like a move and see of people. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that was crazy, and that's why I can't wait to uh, for Baby Keem. Only because I have to DJ later that night is the only reason I won't be right in front of the stage. But I know it's gonna be crazy. Gonna be little white boys jumping off the balcony and mosh pits, and I'm ready. And speaking of, yeah, speaking of later this week, um, Native Tongues is Wednesday, so by the time you guys are hearing this, uh, Native Tongues is tonight at Forum. Uh, we got two great um, performers, a MC and a spoken word artist. So definitely come out to that. But Friday is Orange Soda. Um, we got a. Uh, I seen a. Uh, she ain't little no more. It's Big Ratchet Soda now. I saw her at uh, the party on Saturday. She she said she was excited um, to perform and you know oh, be ready. To yeah, she was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, be ready was there too. And um, but I want to know. What do you have planned for us? Like, have you thought about your set? Or what are you going to do? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Uh, and I won't be sharing it. Oh. But you have been preparing. That That's good. Um, I guess I was asking just because um, sometimes I can get myself caught up in, like, just going in there and winging it. And I feel like people pay their money to come out. I kind I kind of want to prepare a little bit more, especially the time slot I'm going on. I don't know if I want to. It's like I'm closing, so do I got to start with you don't have to call? You don't have to call, or can I go into something else? Can I get be ready to play that? Um, I don't know, but it's gonna be sixty degrees, 
So it should be good weather. It should be a lot of foot traffic. Um, and the way the tickets is looking, it's probably going to be a packed house. Um, I just won't be there. Um, and I also considered, I didn't tell you this beforehand, I'm low-key considering maybe like leaving a concert early just because like, I'm going to go to Scully's and set up. Um, I guess this is where the DJ talk comes in. So because there will be uh, people, you, I think out of the four DJs, there will probably be three different setups. And because mine's going to be like the main setup, I'm going to have it set up so that the turntables and the mixer in the, in the middle, where there'll be two RCA inputs on the left, one on the left, one on the right, feeding into the mixer. So whoever's there, you or whoever, can just plug a controller into the RCA and it'll go through the mixer and then go through the house system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to try to set that up early, but I don't like being there when it starts because if you know, you guys know, if something goes wrong, Everybody gonna be sitting there with their hands in the air, like, oh, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, I love that I'm going on first because now I get to have everyone look at me, like, well, you, 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 sound person, you fix it. <laughs> um, and then I will, and then probably I'll be cussing niggas out too. So there's that. Also, um, you know, our photographer is a former DJ and um, audio engineer, so he'll be there to assist. Oh, I didn't know he was an engineer. Well, uh, engineer in the sense that um, he, uh, I think he still does. He does freelance work for a guy that does weddings, and so he'll like go set the speakers up and tear oh. them down, or like just or or just run them uh, for, for whatever event. So he, I that's probably be the second person if I could pick anybody to call to set my equipment up. That's probably the second person I would call. So yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Orange Soda's gonna be great. Um. We are, this is probably the last one um, in the second Friday of the month format for a while. In April, it's a little bit later. And then May, we're doing Memorial Day weekend. And then we're doing July 4th, which the boom is on July 1st. So it, it might actually be that day, actually. I'm not sure. Um, but next week, are you guys getting ready for next week already or what? Yes, I, I need to. I'm finally, my head is finally above water. I haven't touched my controller since that event because of work so i'm happy to one be able to touch my controller this week but also that event specifically because i don't have to do it's more to me it's more enjoyable because i can play whatever i want to me kind of so um yeah i'm excited what do you think for somebody that's never been to snap which is march 18th at Two truths, 10 p.m. Pull ups, all three of us, no cover. It'll probably be good weather, great drinks. So, how would you, in two sentences, describe this party to somebody that's never been? Hmm. Um, pressure. I don't, I mean, no, no pressure. Um, I would just say that's an RB party, like, and you're gonna get it from all different eras, and it's gonna yes. be good times and good vibes, like. Uh, and I I don't want to like restrict us to R and B, but it's heavily R and B influenced, and um, you're gonna dance and you're gonna sing. So yeah, that's how I would describe it. I think that's exactly how I would describe it as well. It's an R and B party, um, across all decades, um, and you know other music is influenced by R and B as well. Like uh, levitate, um, and yeah, 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 yeah. 
And uh, also Paramore, uh, Ain't It Fun. That's another story. That's a gospel song. <laughs> Which is gospel. R&B came from that. So I, um, I will say, yeah, R&B across all decades. But more importantly, um, it's good vibes for you to dance to. So if you want to come, chill, have a drink, you can do that. If you want to dance, if you want to sing along. If you want to do all three, you're going to be able to do that. And it's going to be seamless. There ain't going to be a lot of uh, nonsense when it comes to DJing. It's just going to be good, clean, fun. Um, good time, time for you to come mix and mingle. Um, and like I said, it's free. And there's not too many places you can come and see one or the three of us for free. So nice. definitely take advantage of that. Um, Anything else you guys wanted to cover before we get out of here? Uh, see y'all niggas on Friday, though. <laughs> I feel like there was something. I... No, I mean, there's it. something you got to tell us off air. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Um, uh, as far as the podcast. Oh, so um, I did want to say that um, I am trying to be strategic with the people that we interview. I don't want this to be just a uh, question and answer podcast um although i do know that well i can speak for myself there are people i want to talk to because i want to pick their brain about djing and to do it in this format um is perfect um so the interviews are still coming down the line um and if you're listening to this uh if there's any questions you have as far as djing definitely hit us up um wedding season is about to start so um booked a lot of weddings for april may june july um so yeah um any questions you guys are listening um let us know hit us up on social media the free game of this week is to you should probably have a separate bag for djing than you do for everything else because as i've been taking my book bag to work and taking stuff out of it that i don't need um to work i forget to put it back in there when i'm djing so i've lost several iphone cords um, I've lost my battery pack uh, that I use to charge my GoPro. Um, so yeah, um, I, d- d- if you can just keep a separate bag with everything in it, that way you don't have to keep unloading, reloading everything. Maybe I'm the only person that does that because I'm lazy. But oh no, I um, definitely have a separate bag. Yeah, I definitely need a separate bag. And um, also, I didn't know that um, that my uh, eight-inch monitor. Uh, there's a bag for that, like like an actual. It kind of looks like a um. A gym bag that has handles on it. You you would think that you wouldn't have that for a speaker, but it's only twenty pounds. So um, monitors are important because then you can hear what's going. On. So mm-hmm. that is the free game for this week. Uh, make sure you follow us on all social socials at djbrn underscore at dntfrt at lexquire underscore question mark. Still the question mark. Yeah. Okay. Um. And yeah, we're out of here. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.